God, praise God, praise God. Uh, the fruit that I have to speak on is, in the King James Version, is gentleness. But when you look in all the other translations, the New King James, the Amplified, the ASV, the NLT, and the NIV, they translate gentleness as kindness. I didn't understand it when I first started um, looking at the fruit of um, gentleness. I started running references in my, my Bible. I have a Thompson chain and I start running reference. It kept leading me to meek, meekness scriptures. And I go, that's not what I'm supposed to be talking about, meekness. So I decided to do a Greek on gentleness. And gentleness, uh, the Greek word for it is kairostosis, kairostatis. And it, it has uh, several different words, moral, goodness, integrity, benignity, kindness, and of course, gentleness. And King James Version of the Bible, that was the only word he used, used for um, gentleness was in the fruit of the Spirit. So I also looked at uh, the word benignity because I never heard of it, first of all. But when I looked it up, it says a noun that means the quality of being kind and gentle. So that put the two words together for me, kind and gentle. And it can also mean a kind and generous act, kindness or tolerance toward others. So the Lord dropped another word in my spirit, which was loving kindness. Loving kindness is a noun that means kindness or affectionate behavior that comes from or expresses love. It can also mean the quality of being warm-hearted, considerate, humane, and sympathetic. When the Lord put those words in my, that, that word in my spirit, those words jumped out at me. Warm-hearted, considerate, humane, and sympathetic. That's what kindness is, but only loving kindness. And as Pastor Erica talked about love last week, I began to see love as the base in the soup. Yeah. If you don't have love, none of these, none of these other fruits will, will work. They don't work without love. Praise God. So love is the base to the soup. How many of you got cooked? You know you got a good base for your soup? Praise God. Well, love is that good base for the soup. Praise God. Love is the key to all of it. Praise God. But then the Lord gave me a story of kindness. Praise God. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to read these scriptures. Um, in the second Samuel 9. Praise God. This is a story of David's kindness toward Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. Praise God. It said, and David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. 
And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Marchir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Marchir, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the kings called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall tithe the land, till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son have had, may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, according to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, Mitchell. And all that dwelled in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelled in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. Praise God. And what the Lord was showing me in this, praise God, was the kindness of David. In 1 Samuel, the 20th chapter, David made a covenant with Jonathan, which was the son of Saul, to show him and his house the kindness of God. This covenant was made before God, and David was driven to honor this covenant because what you say before God means something. See, Jonathan was dead. He could have very well said, well, you know, Jonathan's dead. I don't have to honor this anymore. But he realized that he made that covenant before God. And he was determined to honor it. Because he knew God saw him. And God sees us, praise God. He sees how we treat people. He sees how we honor him with other people, praise God. Because when you are dealing with other people, you're honoring God. How you treat them is honoring God. The Bible tells me that we are representatives of Christ. That's what it means when he says we are ambassadors of Christ. We honor him, praise God. So when God put people in our midst, which need a kindness, praise God, we have to honor them. We have to do it as though we're doing it unto the Lord, praise God. 
Praise God. And if it's not done as unto the Lord, your motives are wrong. Your motives are wrong. If you're doing it just to be seen, doing it to get a pat on the back, doing it so some man will speak well of you, it's the wrong motive. It has to be done as unto the Lord. But my Bible said what we do in secret, God shall reward us openly. And a lot of times we do our arms before men so that we can have praise and glory for men. But we have to do it before God. But what I loved about this story is David looked for this, looked for someone from the house of Saul. Sometimes we need to look for somebody to be kind to. We need to look for him, search him out. And that's what he did for Mephibosheth. He searched him out so he could be kind to him. Praise God. Praise God. And David looked for that opportunity. See, it's an opportunity. You know, sometimes you see people on the side of the road that are homeless, praise God. You see people sometimes that, that, that are going through some things. You can look at their countenance and see they're sad. You don't know what they're sad about. But praise God, God do. He might tell you, just, just go over there and just give them a good word. Tell them how. Tell them Jesus loves them. Anything that God might tell you to do. He might tell you to put, put $2 in, that, in that, that hat that the homeless man got there. He might even tell you, oh, take them to, to get something to eat. One time he told me to, don't give them no money. Take them to McDonald's and get them something to eat. Praise God. I took him to McDonald's and he got the most expensive sandwich on the, <laughs> on the menu. But praise God, I did what God told me to do. And it didn't, it, it, it didn't bother. Well, yeah, it did kind of bother me. <laughs> he got the most expensive sandwich. But... <laughs> But you know what? Mephibosheth was humble when David approached him. That wasn't humility. Because humility would have been glad to get something to eat. But he wasn't humble. But Mephibosheth was humbled. He was humbled by what David was doing. Praise God. And you know what? I was prompted to look at something else there. Lodibar. Lodibar was where uh, Mephibosheth was. And Lodabar is a place of desolation, isolation, and separation. Hmm. So, Mephibosheth was in a place of, he was in a place of desolation, isolation, and separation. And you know what his name means? Mephibosheth means, I'm sorry y'all, I, I got my little notes here, from the mouth of shame. That's what Mephibosheth means, from the mouth of shame. And God began to talk to me about those two things. That when you're in a place of desolation, isolation, and separation, and you're already feeling shame, and there are people that are feeling shame, he began to talk to me, he said there are people that feel shame because they're homeless. There are people that feel shame because they end up in a divorce situation. There are people that feel shame because they, because they have committed sins, praise God. He said, but all they need is some loving kindness. Hmm. The Bible said, it's with loving kindness have I drawn thee. God draws people with our kindness. 
Praise God. When you're doing something for people and you don't have a, 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 a ulterior motive behind doing it, it's done from a heart of love, they are drawn to that. Because you know what? You are showing them Christ. You are showing them Christ and it gives them hope. Praise God. Praise God. But Mephibosheth was living with that name of shame. Here he was, the son of a prince. His grandfather was king. And he was living in shame from something that happened in his childhood. Something he had no control over. You see, when he was a child, the nurse dropped him when he was five years old. And he was lame. So he was living in shame for that. And when they brought him to David, the reason he was scared, because he thought David was going to kill him. Because usually the kings kill all the heirs of the former king. That's what made his kindness so special. Because he, he could have killed him. Because he was an heir to a prior kingdom. But instead, he took him in, made him sit at his table like one of his own sons, praise God. Sometimes we have to treat people like they're part of our family. Invite them to our house. Make them a meal. But we don't do that anymore. We're afraid of people anymore. And I know that life has, 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 has brought about different changes that will cause us to fear. But you know what? David didn't fear making Mephibosheth part of his family. Even though he could have rose up one day and killed him. Because you know what? He knew that God was his defense. He knew that God was his defense. And he had no need to fear. What did he say in Psalms 27? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You see, the enemy has caused us to be afraid to show kindness to people. Because we're all afraid of what they're going to do to us. But you know what? If God tell you to speak to somebody, speak to them. If he tell you to give somebody a ride, and I'm talking to this for myself, because when I first got saved, I used to pick people up and give them a ride. My husband would tell my, would tell my time, he said, the men ain't interested in, 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 in Jesus. They interested in you. <laughs> but I, I didn't care. I'd go pick them up for church. I wasn't afraid. But you know what? As time goes on, the enemy have us afraid. We're afraid to, to show people kindness. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, praise God. Praise God. Yeah. But the Lord was telling me, he said, some are in Lodibar in their minds, living beneath their privilege and blinded by their shame. Jesus. They lack the truth that restores and sustains the soul and spirit. They are drifting aimlessly in their pain. But it is up to those who hold the truth that restores to show them the kindness that will draw them to Christ. Praise God. He said that some are in Lodibar in their mind. 
Some people are desolate and isolated and separated in their minds because of things that have happened in their life. Because of things that have happened in their past, some of them didn't have no control over it. But they still are locked in their minds and loaded by And the Lord is saying, you need to, those of us who know the truth, those of us who have the love of Christ, ought to be able to unlock those minds. Show them love. Show them kindness. Praise God. Don't let them sit alone, praise God. You go, go places and see people sitting alone. That's a red flag to me when I see somebody sitting alone. Because sometimes I say, well, hmm, I remember when I used to sit alone. I'm going to go sit with that person. And I usually look for the people that are sitting alone to go sit with. Because you never know who's in the bar. I don't care how nice they look. <laughs> How pretty they look. Praise God, because there's a lot of, lot of trees out there with leaves and no fruit, you know. <laughs> they looking good. They fronting good. But deep in their mind, they are in Lodabar. They are in Lodabar. And we need to go sit with them. Go share with them the love of Christ. Bring them up out of Lodabar. Because you know what? The more you show them kindness, the more they'll be drawn to you. The more you show them you're interested in what's ailing them, they'll begin to open up and tell you what's ailing them. We have to show people kindness. Praise God. Praise God. You know, the Lord has showed me something about fruit trees. He told me, he said, look at a fruit tree. He said, when you see that fruit tree out there that's it's blossoming and bringing forth fruit, do you see it? taking an apple and putting it in. He said, <laughs> I mean, I had to get this image this past Erica. He said, you don't see that fruit tree consuming that fruit. <laughs> you don't see it. But you know, he said, the fruit is not for our consumption, but it's for somebody else's consumption. People want to come and they want to pick that fruit off of your tree. And the only way they can pick it off if you make it available to them. You can't, they can't receive kindness until you make kindness available to them. And kindness, praise God, is something we can all show to people. You know, another thing about David was when he talked to Mephibosheth, he was able to get him to relax. He was able to calm his fears, praise God. And the Lord gave me a scripture. And I know it's about a woman, and it's in Proverbs 31, verse 26, where it says the law of kindness was in her tongue. You know, it says the law of kindness was in her tongue, but if you are a child of God, whether you male or female, the law of kindness should be in your tongue. You should know how to speak kindly to people. You should know how to calm their fears. You should know how to make them settle down. Praise God. Praise God. And in Proverbs 15, verse 1 through 4, it says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, 
but the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Our tongue should be a tree of life. We should be offering love and kindness to the people we meet. We should be able to speak a word in season to those who are weary. We should be able to take away the shame that people are feeling by letting them know, you know what, you didn't have nothing to do with that. That wasn't something that you had any control over. Make them feel, make them know that what happened to them wasn't their fault. You know, I, I, I endured some things in my life, praise God, as a Christian woman. And I needed kindness. And the Lord, the Lord sent someone to me. Uh, uh, wasn't somebody in my congregation. He sent somebody outside of the congregation to come to me and show me a kindness. See, because God's got somebody that's going to do what he tells them to do. And this, that goes back to the, uh, the uh, Good Samaritan, where the man was on the road, laying there, and all the preachers passed by. <laughs> but the Good Samaritan came along and showed him a kindness. He wasn't a preacher. Didn't, didn't profess that they, I didn't see nowhere where he had any type of ministry, but what he had was the love of God in his heart yes. to show him a kindness, to take him to a hotel, pay the bill, tell the man to take care of it, and I'm going to pay you when I get back. How many times do we walk past people that need a kindness, and we don't show them that kindness? God showed us kindness. He showed us kindness. He said, with loving kindness have I drawn you. He didn't look, he looked past our faults and saw our need. We need to look past people's faults and see their needs. Praise God. 